Hello there and welcome to the Alstein Film Podcast, where we talk the latest in blockbuster film and TV. This week we're talking about Ant-Man. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. How are you this week? Yeah, I'm good. Um, oh. You can see this in the title. Yeah. People know why. Yeah, so in preparation for Quantumania, the third in the Ant-Man trilogy, we're going to be covering both of the first two and then obviously Quantumania itself. Full spoilers ahead. Briefly explain the plot for those who don't know. Alright, so Scott, a master thief gains the ability to shrink and scale with the help of a futuristic suit. Now, he must rise to the occasion of his superior status and protect his secret from unsavory elements. Okay, is that... That's a weird synopsis. That's uh, not how I described the movie. It's from Google, so... Thanks, Google. Thanks, <laughs> As Google. Ever. That is not the plot, but we'll take it anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So I want to start off by just asking how how long has it been since you watched this movie, roughly? When did the movie came out? Came out in 2015, so, so eight I, years ago. Eight years ago, I was just happy. I was just like, oh my god, there's <laughs> a new Ant-Man film. Oh my god, we haven't seen wow. this before. And I saw this with my dad and my sister, and then it was my sister's first time watching Marvel. She was like, oh god, that was that was pretty good. I was like, yeah, that, that was pretty good. And everyone was like, yeah, it's a pretty good film. Eight years later. <laughs> oh no. This had just come out after Age of Ultron, which we both thought oh was the best God. film ever made when it came out. So that should give you some idea of the difference that time makes because I didn't like this movie, like, at all. Oh my God, I really didn't like this movie. This film was just... We'll go through it now. Do we, do we have to? <laughs> Do we we'll have to? Quickly, we'll, quickly, we'll quickly go through it. So, Tom, <laughs> what did you think about the dialogue? The dialogue, I mean, we texted each other a little bit afterwards, and I yeah. said, the dialogue in this film, a lot of the time, just feels so like a video game, is the best way that I can describe it. There are just lines that are just so generic and so painful. Especially whenever Scott is in the suit, it feels like they've ADR'd things. There's quite a few times in this film yes. where it feels like they've ADR'd things and it, it, it's so jarring. Yeah. There's a moment that I just couldn't stop laughing at where they're in the helicopter at the end and our villain, Darren Cross, not to be confused with Darren Chris, he says to Ant-Man, you did all this for a heist? And Ant-Man says, it's the funniest thing. It's just the weirdest delivery. And <laughs> it sounds so weird. He just goes, it was never just a heist. And then the, the lab explodes. And it was just a and I was just like sitting there and I'm like, what am I watching? What <laughs> is that supposed to be an epic moment? Like, what am I supposed to be connecting to here? And yeah. I was very underwhelmed by the whole thing. It was just so bizarre, the dialogue, and you could not get any emotional attachment with these characters. The cast here is great. You got an excellent mm. cast, but the direction on this, oh, I feel sorry for this. Like there was one scene when Scott came back to see his daughter and then he got kicked out and his ex-wife and then Scott goes, that guy, <laughs> that cop, really? Yeah. He says something like, out of all yeah, the people, a... you chose that guy. And it's like, this is just a really good example of the Marvel formula and it being so tight that you can't breathe. In the sense that everything is so micromanaged to the point where every scene serves one function and then we move on. There's no room yeah. for nuance. There's no room for layers. You know, they write things very specifically and very matter of fact, very to the point. They give you the exposition, they give you the character stuff, and then they move on. And the problem with that is that, you know, you can have a film that is incredibly tight and doesn't waste any time, but this isn't that kind of movie in that sense. It's more of a sense of they just do the bare minimum so they can move on. This is 2015, the year after 
Guardians of the Galaxy and The Winter Soldier, which are probably two of the best MCU movies. And then they just seemingly so half-assed this, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Did you see any character development at all? I did not see a single no, piece of character I, development. I, I, it's kind of crazy. Not. Where was it? Where was the character development this entire time? It's so bizarre, the plot. Basically, you've got Paul Wood's character who came out of prison, doesn't want mm-hmm. to serve any more time. He doesn't want to do any real robbery. Then he's like, I want to see my daughter. And then X-Files goes, no, you can't see your daughter. Not just yet, because you need to get the entire job. Then he's like, no, I'll go back to robbery then. I'll go back. I know how to fix my problem. Prime. But he goes to his buddy, Luis, and he's like, okay, this needs to be airtight. This has to have no holes in it. It's like, what's the plan? And Luis tells him, like, oh, I heard from, I, my cousin heard from a guy who heard from a guy who heard from a guy. And it's like, that's not airtight at all. <laughs> like, that's like the most vague thing. It's like, they don't even know what's in the safe. It, like, it's so, as memory sits in his van and he writes on a little piece of paper, 377 days until I can see Cassie. And it's like, well, well done, movie. Thanks. You've, uh, well, you've well conveyed done, to me these emotional stakes. Oh, oh my god. Yay. I, I feel empathetic towards Paul's character. It's just, uh, it, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I guess the closest thing you get in this movie to any kind of arc is Hope and Hank, father and daughter, they come back together. But it's done literally in one scene. It's not a gradual yeah, thing. It happens scene. in one scene and then their whole conflict is just completely over. Like, where's the room? Like, you have a villain here and we're going to get to the villain. Oh, but no. We have a villain here. His whole thing is that he feels resentment and he feels like he's been abandoned by his mentor. Yes. We don't explore that at all. Instead, they just kind of say, oh, he's going crazy because of the pin particles. And then he just becomes the most generic, boring villain ever. Like, yeah. come on, man. At least try, please. There was no layers at all. It was like the most generic thing. But there was one character that I really liked, and it was Kurt. It was uh, David Dasmalchen. I just call him David. (laughs) No, he's great. He's great in everything. He's great. Um, This film definitely tries to be very funny, and there were times when it made me laugh. I yes. will admit. Yes, I, I but agree with you there. It's trying way too hard. It feels like it's struggling to keep my attention by putting in a joke. There's a moment where Hank tells Hope what happened to her mother, and it's a really emotional scene. And Evangeline Lilly and, and Michael Douglas, they're giving it their all. And then Scott's like, Oh, this is great, guys. You're breaking down walls. Uh oh, I ruined the moment. Make some tea. And I hey, Paul, Paul Rudd plays it really well, but it's just not funny at all. Like, there are some genuinely good, like, funny moments, but that's just not one of them. And that is such a pivotal part of the character arcs that they attempt. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just so upset. It's just so disappointing. This film should be so simple. There was so, like, even when it comes to the heist, the heist is the most underwhelming thing. It goes off so simply. And then even when it goes off the rails, nothing interesting happens. There were so many scenes that were so pointless. When the characters realize that Darren is in the house and he realizes about the plans, the character's like, how about we continue the heist? How about we can do through the water mains? Then Darren says, I knew you were coming, so I looked at the plans and I knew everything about Ant-Man. How did he just know? 
sorry, but you this see like you, you you see some some like blueprints, and then he's like, "Aha! I knew that you hired this very specific man." I love how he has when they catch Scott, he has like pictures of Scott and pictures of his it's daughter. So weird. He's got like a presentation ready to go. He's just like, "Here's Scott Lang. This is all part of my master plan." And they could have totally made a villain who is chewing the scenery, almost like the Riddler or something. But yes. they don't do that. They just no. kind of have him be. I I don't know it's, it's so strange it's so i can't bad. even explain it yeah it's so weird yeah. and the film feels artificial a lot oh so, like, my god a lot it does. of our time two minutes in we get the introduction of hang pim turning back realizing that his pim particles have been you know taken away from his research mm. you've got harrod stark and then you got agent carter and shield guy oh yeah <laughs> he, he, guy. he takes the particles away in the end doesn't he Oh my god, yeah. What happened to him? Yeah. Maybe he's gonna be the true villain oh of my... Quantumania. Oh my Whoa. god. Kang, Kang was only the beginning. <clears throat> that opening scene, I saw the de-aging on Michael Douglas, and I thought to oh, myself, yeah. that was pretty good. And then, it deteriorated every second. I kept on looking at it, I was like, ugh. Oh, it did? What, yeah, what it did. This? It was like the opposite of growing on me. It was, it, it was shrinking on me. <laughs> like, and... like ant like ant-man and it was just so it was so weird after i think it was around about the time that scott was talking to his ex-wife at the birthday party i paused the movie and i had to go and just check that motion smoothing wasn't on and i know that motion smoothing isn't on on my tv because why would i have it on but I had to check because I was like, this is this just looks so weird. It looks so artificial. Everything looks airbrushed and everything just looks like so strange. And the whole time I was looking at it, this just doesn't look good. Half of the heist is just Ant-Man running about in CGI, electrifying stuff. And it doesn't, doesn't even look real, nothing tangible. When Darren puts on the yellow jacket suit at the end... I want to say specifically, the Ant-Man suit is gorgeous. It's amazing. I love the kind of motorbike kind of like leather style to it. It looks awesome. The DL jacket suit sucks ass. And it's so obviously just CGI. I don't know if they made it for real, but it looks like they've just painted it over with CGI. And they've literally just, it looks so bad. It just makes me cry. I'm like, why would you do this? (laughs) Oh yeah, the boss. I was about to say the boss. The boss. The big man. Yellow jacket. He was just one dimensional. We didn't. Oh, he any, was so one dimensional. There was no motivation at all. There was nothing to his backstory, as you just said earlier. And we don't know why he's doing this. Oh, it's and... because the pim particles are messing yeah, was, with his that brain. Was so that was so weird. Whoa. It was like, oh my God, Darren, you've got pim particles. There are ways to do that, right? There are ways that you can make a villain's brain chemistry be affected and make that interesting. You know, you look at Green Goblin or Dr. Octopus. Both of those characters are conflicted by you know their own minds and they're slowly losing it and they're going crazy but they're trying to hold on to their humanity this just completely forgets all the things that makes that interesting and just makes him one-dimensional and boring and we've got that trope that so many marvel movies have where the hero just fights a villain who is got the exact same powers of the hero but bad he's like the kick the dog type villain yes you got like the kick the dog and then in this film he just kills a lamb Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah This is like, oh, my God. I thought we were using mice. Oh, what's the difference? It's, oh, oh, what's the difference? It, it, it feels like it's trying so hard to be evil, and it just it doesn't it, work it, at he's all. Not evil. He's I can't evil. believe. Do you, do you know about him in Quantumania? No. 
Okay, so the word on the street, I haven't seen the latest trailer, but I've seen pictures that Modoc is in it in the background. Yeah. And the word on the street is that that's going to be Darren Cross. What? I don't know, man. I do... What? That's what that's what they're going to do, apparently. You're so... kidding. No. No. You've got to be kidding. No. Please. No. Please. <laughs> Please. This can't be like, I'm a gun diver again. <laughs> oh. What? What are you saying about I'm a gun diver? Oh, the man, I thought you were trolling. I thought icon. you were trolling about Amagunde, but no. <laughs> no, I'm. I would never lie to you. This, this is, this is genuinely what, what I think is going to happen. It, it's, <laughs> it, oh, it's, it's worrying. I'm not looking forward to that because you know, on the one hand, in fairness, there is the potential for that kind of resentful and like uber genius that you have in Modoc, but also if Yellow Jacket from this film is any indication, it's going to suck. It's going to suck, <laughs> and I don't want Modoc to suck. I'm going to see this film, and I don't want to sit... How long is the film? Let's see. It's about two hours, 15 minutes, something like that. <gasps> okay, two hours and 15 minutes. That's 15 <laughs> minutes longer than... The... <laughs> that that groan that you just gave out, that, that pain, I felt that it. Pain. I really did. <laughs> okay. I mean, this <sighs> film, Ant-Man is, is fairly short. It's merciful, I guess. You get to the heist, and they're just over halfway through. It's not fun to sit through, but at least it's not, like, three hours long or something, or, or two and a half hours. Like, I think that's good. There's actually a really fun sequence that I'm of two minds about. So there's a sequence where Scott needs to break into a Stark facility to find this piece of tech. And it turns out that Stark facility is actually the Avengers facility, right? And yeah. so he goes in, and he fights Falcon. On the one hand, the scene has literally no point in the plot and in terms of character all it does is it makes hank like scott a little bit more not yeah. that, that really matters however it's probably my favorite part of the movie i had so much fun i really like falcon he's always been one of my favorites i really like anthony mackie i really liked hearing falcon's motif from the winter soldier which they then bring back into falcon and the winter soldier and i thought that action scene was really cool actually and it felt like a lot more practical than the other action sequences throughout the movie so that was cool. But other than that, the action of the movie, I thought, was really boring. It's just CGI. It's yeah, just CGI it's just... assets smashing into each other. When it came out, people were like, oh, it's so inventive with, you know, Thomas Tank Engine. And the only time that it's actually cool is when they're fighting in the briefcase. Yeah. Oh, but other than that, yeah. just, I don't know. The action was just very mindless. It was just very engaging. I didn't have that excitement. While you were talking, I was just looking at Quantumania, mm. and it does look like Darren. Yep. It's that thing, isn't it, where the MCU loves to kill its villains after one appearance. And in some ways, I guess they're trying to rectify that, bringing back Darren. I can't believe his name's Darren. (laughs) Bloody Darren. They're bringing back Darren. It's just such a strange thing. No, it's two hours and five minutes, actually. Oh, okay. So that's not too bad, actually. Yeah, I'll take that. That's good. I'll probably cry or snooze during the film. (laughs) It's the first film of phase five. I don't know, man. I, uh, I don't know. Who's it directed? Peyton oh, Reed no. again. Same guy. The whole trilogy. Same guy. I don't think his direction is anything special at all, especially in the way that the film is edited. And I know that that's not the direction of the film, but obviously yeah. the director has a say in what how they're editing. The editing is so weird. The amount of like unnecessary cuts were just killing me. And like specifically whenever they're planning things, they keep on cutting to what they're talking about in a way to make the exposition move fast. And I think that would be interesting. I think that, you know, you do that well in a lot of heist movies. This one just doesn't, it's not interesting. Like, it's, no. it was jarring, if anything. Yeah, you just couldn't really figure out what's happening because of the cuts. It was just going way too fast or randomly at times. 
I just couldn't vibe with it. Oh, and the pacing? It was really weird. It feels like so many MCU movies, when you revisit them, they're just so fast and they Wait. just have no room to breathe and it, it's genuinely crazy. I just looked at Quantumania cast, bunch of like director, screenplay, producers, language. Cinematography, Bill Pope. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully Quantumania looks good. Hopefully Bill Pope will deliver. Well, you know who was going to originally direct this movie, Ant-Man, Yes, right? Edgar Wright. Yeah. I am so upset <laughs> that, you like... You could have made this film a lot better, actually. Can you imagine if Edgar Wright had made this movie? Speaking of Bill Pope, Bill Pope has worked with Edgar Wright. Yeah, I'm just looking yeah. now. He did Scott Pilgrim, he did Baby Driver, so potentially that collaboration could have been so much more interesting. I truly believe that Edgar Wright could have made something so much better, something so much more contained, something that had a better narrative thrust, something that would have been funnier. just think Edgar yeah. Wright would have been a much, much better choice. However, he did make Baby Driver, and if he had made Ant-Man, maybe he wouldn't have made Baby Driver. So I think I'd rather have Baby Driver than Ant-Man in my yeah, life. Same. So I guess potentially it was a blessing in disguise. I just, ah, not a good movie, man. I like the main theme, though. <laughs> if I'm going to give it any credit, I liked the main theme. It's, it's a good, but, good oh, theme. Oh, the main theme, yeah. Yeah. You know that one? I don't know why that just reminded me of Doctor Who. Like, and the Doctor theme. Anyway. Absolutely. And man. Do you have any final thoughts? The film was crap. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Oh my god. I... You know, to the to the point where I'm really sorry. I'm actually I'm not sorry. I preferred Thor the Dark World. That's a bold claim right there, yes. I preferred yeah. the Dark World, like a lot. Like, you know, if anyone listening, if you want to go back and listen to our Dark World video, it's not a good movie, but I think it has better moments in general. I think there are really powerful moments that Ant-Man completely lacks. I think it's got a really good aesthetic and its performances are more enjoyable and more varied than Ant-Man. But God, man, we've watched. So I, I figured this out yesterday. In the last year, we've rewatched Avengers, Doctor Strange, Thor 1, 2, and 3, Black Panther, and Ant-Man. We've done seven MCU movies on top of all the new stuff that's come out. And out of those seven, three have been great, two have been mid, and two have been just bad. And yeah. that's re really, really disappointing that the MCU, I just don't think it holds up. Most MCU movies, if you rewatch them, they get worse every time. And that really, really sucks. Yeah. You've just been to the cinema, like, years ago and you're like wow this is pretty good and then you come back you're like how did i watch this film the films are aimed at kids that's true and we're not kids anymore john <laughs> we're old men and we're, we're, we're so much more cynical but i don't think just because they're aimed at a younger audience it means that we should settle for this kind of mediocrity there are so many amazing films even ones we talked about recently guillermo del toro's pinocchio for example is aimed at a younger audience but it really tackles those deep themes and it really leaves an impact there are loads of like pixar movies or even some of the early mcu movies or other superhero movies films that are aimed at younger audience but still go so hard it's disappointing that some of these just have to be such i don't want to say trash but <laughs> trash and that's disappointing yeah we're gonna give ant-man out of 10 three out of 10 two damn yeah no that's fair that's that's very fair <laughs> uh the oh, only two boy. things i really liked was the theme and then david <laughs> david thank david. you david Thank, Thank you very much. I liked right. the Falcon scene. What can I oh, say? Yeah, I'm Falcon, a, yeah. I'm a sucker <laughs> for the Falcon. I'm really excited for Captain America next year. Oh, but yeah. For now, we can we can close the book 
on the first Ant-Man movie and open the book for Ant-Man and the Wasp next week. Yay. It's going to be worse. It's going to be worse. It's going to be know way it. worse. Well, tune in for that next week, folks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed it and you're listening on YouTube, you can give us a like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow us and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. As I say, next week, we're doing Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then the week after that, we'll be doing Quantumania. So, you know, let's hope it's relatively painless. But I just know it won't be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you can send us an email. Tell us your thoughts on Ant-Man and on the MCU. Do these films hold up for you? I'm genuinely curious. Send us an email at at gmail.com and we'll answer it right here on the podcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AskTimeFilmPod. And yeah, I think, that, I think that's everything. Yeah, Ant-Man is one of the movies we've watched. It is. It's true. We've watched worse. It's true. We've, we've watched, watched, we've watched, watched worse, much worse. But we've also watched a lot better. Yes. Thank you for listening. Take what you're giving. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.